You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of ST Times. And now, here's Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of ST Times. We're here for a very special edition of What the Dev, uh, in advance of the DevOps Enterprise Summit that's coming up October 13th. Uh, So uh, last year, we kind of renamed the uh, podcast from that show, What the DevOps. And uh, we'll be talking about that today with uh, Mick Kirsten. He's the founder and CEO of TaskTop. He's going to be keynoting at the uh, uh, DevOps Enterprise Summit, talking about uh, how you can diagnose the health of your value stream. So, Mick, first of all, thanks for being with us here today. Appreciate it. Thank you, David. It's it's great to be here and chatting with you. Yep, always always a pleasure. So, uh, diagnosing the health of the value stream. So. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about how you can go about doing that and making sure that things are working the way they're supposed to be working? Yeah, absolutely. So I realized as I was, you know, Project to Product was published at DevOps or launched at DevOps Enterprise Summit two years ago. And since that publication, I've had the opportunity to work with a, a ton of executives who are trying to, who are going what the dev or what the DevOps and <laughs> not quite understanding why all of this investment, this effort is, is may not be producing the results that they wanted as quickly as they wanted from their DevOps transformations, from their digital transformations, from their agile initiatives. And I think the I, I've seen that sort of urgency and concern around that just amplify since the start of the pandemic. So these organizations who realize how, that they need to be leaning in and, and that time is running out at the same rate. So we've seen so much more interest in getting seeing those results, getting those results more quickly. At the same rate, over those past two years, uh, both myself and our flow team at TaskDop, so these are these are people who have just been working very closely with large enterprise customers with their value streams. And these are some of the you know, people I respect most in the space, Carmen Diardo, uh, Dominic DeGrandis, uh, you know, both common speakers at the DevOps Summit, Naomi Lurie. They, they've been working very closely and diagnosing this real value stream data that we now have across large enterprise organizations. And what they keep showing me, and as I work with them on these, uh, with these customers, with these, with these large transformations, is showing these common diagnostics that surface from, you know, from transformation, from transformation, from customer to customer. And as, I was, as we were re- reviewing these, as we were talking to the executives, we tend to do monthly presentations to executives that we engage with, organizations that we engage with, to, to show our findings. Uh, some of those findings might seem obvious. There are things that are doc- documented books like Dominica's making work visible, right? Neglected WIP, as I'll mention in a second, is one of the most neglected work in progress. It's one mm-hmm. of the most common findings we're seeing from value stream to value stream from company to company. So Dominica's book was published a while ago, right? Dominica's book builds, like many other great works, builds on the works of, of people like Donald Reinerstein. Um, who, who wrote Product Development Flow. So why is it that we've actually understood that Donald, uh, I was just gonna call with him earlier this morning, he's, he's made such a clear case of, of how to think economically about value streams, about product value streams. So why is it that the body of work should be out there? The amazing thing about conferences like the DevOps Enterprise Summit, actually specifically the DevOps Enterprise Summit, is that these learnings are being presented, the experience reports present them year on year. So why is it that there's all the struggle? Why is it that when we actually engage and look at the data the value streams in these organizations, we're seeing these common dysfunctions and we're seeing them over and over again? What, so that, that's really what I was struggling with. And, hmm. and I was wondering, how can I 
you know, first of all, how can we help executives see this better? That was one of the goals of Project to Product. Uh, second of all, you know, how can in 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 this in this you know twenty five minute space relate to something's wrong with the way we're thinking it? And and it actually, as I was putting together the materials, it struck me that the symptomologies that I was seeing reminded me of 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 one of my favorite books, which is Oliver Sacks' The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. Hmm. So what were the similarities there that you had seen? What was uh, what was Sachs saying and, and how did you tie that into value stream? So, yeah, so Sachs in this book, uh, and some of you may know this, as I just learned um, from, from you, David, from the movie Awakenings, some of that mm -hmm. story is that Sachs was just incredible at these difficult, complex diagnoses and the way that he approached it of, of neurological symptoms, neurological problems. Right. Uh, the way he approached it was that he really understood the patient, understood both the clinical side and the actual case history. Uh, and, and he was able to make breakthroughs that other people weren't. And so I realized, I'm not going to spoil too much of the keynote, that uh, the same that the same problem that one of the, P, the Dr. P actually is the person's name, uh, in The Man Who Mistook His Wife for Hat, it's one of the essays in the book, mm -hmm. the same problem that he has seeing things actually applies to the way I see executives not being able to understand and see the dynamics around some common technology problems. So I mentioned, uh, you know, neglected work in progress, right? This has been something that's been understood for ages, all the way back from, you know, gold drafts the goal that if you overload your value streams, you try to load them to 100%, you get less productivity out and not more. This has been, you know, again, documented many times on the DevOps Summit stage. Yet why is it that when we actually engage with these organizations, when, when we provide them with a value stream management solution, we make all of this visible, uh, why is it that we, we keep seeing this problem over and over again? And, and I, I actually think it's an over 80% of our customer base across wow. the value streams that we see this. And they'll of course have a pocket here of a more forward looking part of their technology stack or their portfolio who's actually managed to control their work in progress and they're moving much faster. So why isn't the organization doubling down on that? Why isn't there all this, this organizational support given it's already been proven? And, and I think it's because the way that uh, some technology leaders or some business leaders are looking at the problem is just is with the wrong lens, which is making them come to the wrong conclusions because of course, everyone wants to move faster. Everyone wants, wants more of the benefits of DevOps. Right. So is that a case of uh, organizations looking to uh, apply too much process perhaps? Uh, or is this another function of putting so many more things on developers that the last thing that they have time for at the end of the day is actually moving forward with with their work? Well, and I so yes, yes. Okay, it's uh, it's, <laughs> and this is one of the things that I touch on, right? When we think of the uh, you know Gene's new book, the Unicorn Project and the Five Ideals, mm -hmm. yep. he actually highlights some of these things. As, as both dysfunctions and tell some beautiful stories around it and, and as new ways that you should think, right? So if you just, as one example, one of the ideals is, is, is this customer focus, right? We know that organizations who create processes around customers are the ones that tend to innovate more. And Jin right. tells some interesting stories around that. Yet, when we actually dig into how these value streams are managed, we actually see that the processes are optimized to the different roles. So if you optimize to developers, if you optimize to your ops and infrastructure, you optimize 
uh, to the way that your business leaders do their ideation and their requirements planning and and work with uh, to, say governance risk and compliance and so on. If you optimize for that, you're you are putting in place processes, but the processes are not customer centric. And the processes are kind of inside out rather than outside in. So I think what's happened is a lot of the processes have been so focused on segments of value streams rather than end to end that organizations have fallen into those traps. They're optimizing just a segment of the value stream rather than optimizing end to end. And the only way to be customer focused and customer centric is to first look end to end, right? That's something that's been learned in manufacturing. That's something that that I think is, is so key and key to the principles of value stream management uh, mm -hmm. that, that that have really been born out of the, the agile and DevOps movements. So sure. processes, yes, are the problem. Uh, but then of course the challenge is you need to be able to see problems with the processes, right? So if you don't have a way of measuring, did the process we put in, did the DevOps automation layer, you know, pipeline automation that we just put in, did it improve things or did it make them worse? And that's the challenge. If you're you're basically bringing this the the language of technology practices up into the boardroom and saying, well, you know, we were able to, to uh, you know we're now able to scale our delivery pipelines this way. Um, our deploys per day have gone to this. You're not speaking the language of the executives. Right. So they're not able to apply their uh, proper senses and the reasoning to the problem. Yet if you actually change the conversation and you say well, if we don't invest further in our delivery pipeline and automating a key part of it that's causing a bottleneck, such as our open source license checking, which is ad hoc right now and sits for four weeks with the legal team, our time to market, our time to value is, is not going to improve. Right. Right? All of a sudden, you're, you're speaking their language and you're allowing them to understand why an investment in that is so critical. And that's really the, you know, the, that perspective change that I think that's so needed. So you need to stop thinking of those practices and start thinking about these end-to-end -end metrics. And of course, that's, that's been my goal with the flow framework is to yeah. give the metrics that, that measure value streams end-to-end -end in a way that's meaningful to leadership and to the whole organization. Right. Boy, I'll tell you, that's got to be something we've been writing about for 20 years, at least, the fact that the tech side and the business side speak two different languages. And I've for years been writing about companies that claim that they're coming out with tools that will allow uh, business people to understand what's going on on the tech side and vice versa. And yet we're still facing that same problem. And why do you think that is? I mean, everybody recognizes that this is a problem. Why can't they get over the hurdle? What's what's holding things back? That's a good question, David. So, so yeah, and I think you and I have probably been talking about the better part of 15 years now. Right. <laughs> uh, on various aspects of this problem and, you know, my, my journey to try to help solve it. Right. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, these were some of the original goals of ALM, right? These were some of the original goals of, of Agile. And it was, Agile was always, especially, you know, all the concepts around Agile at scale, they were always meant to bring the business, the customer into the loop. So, I mean, I think it's a, it's a pretty profound question uh, that you're asking. So I'll, I'll just give you my current view on it, which is that, I think we set out, you know, say what you said two decades ago, right? We set out when, when Agile really started, uh, we set out with the right set of goals. And then those goals worked for a set of companies in terms of being meaningful to the business and didn't work for another set of companies. So for startups, for, for companies I've worked for, that stuff just worked. The, the principle is of Agile's, but, you know, then companies back then also had continuous delivery going, right? I, I, I was I set up the continuous delivery system mm -hmm. uh, when I was a programmer in um, back in '99, starting in '99 mm -hmm. at a, a 
uh, on the working on programming languages, right? All of we were applying those, but we were applying them in smaller scales and at team scales. And then some companies got very good at applying those same good concepts because you're right, everyone's always been trying to give the same message. Some companies got very good at applying them at very large scales. And so one of my the members on my team where I did this uh, at Xerox Park, he went to Google, helped them apply them there. And those companies got very, very good. And then all these other companies, uh, they, but I think the really interesting thing is that the operating model of, the, of those companies was technology first. So it was always around products and value streams. Then for the companies whose context started from project management IT as a cost center, the way that they consumed all of the work that tool vendors put out there, all of the thought leadership out there, is where it's ended up is Agile's become a great team tool and has not really penetrated above that, right? So you've got this, your operating model is project and cost-based. Uh, and so I think the core of this is that as a, you know, as, a, as a community, as an ecosystem, we have failed to give large companies, to, to put the blame on us, we can, <laughs> we can decide where the blame should be sure. allocated later, but uh, we have failed to give these organizations a, a way of measuring value for software delivery at scale when you're coming from a context of traditional, you know, of enterprise IT. Right, right. And Isn't this also part of the, the whole notion of um, the technology department actually becoming the business as opposed to businesses running and they would reach out to IT, oh, we need an app, can you do that? Or we need yeah. this, but actually fully integrating software development and, and technology into the business as opposed yeah. to just it being a support area or something like that. A hundred percent. And so the problem is that it's both sides have a problem, right? The technology side, for, A, it shouldn't be two sides. And right. in a technology company, it's not. It's, it's, it's one thing, right? Uh, whereas in you know, large enterprise organization, even the ones who've shifted more quickly to product, you'll have the business side, you'll have some product or project management, then you'll have engineering, right? right? Within TaskTap, we have none of that. We, we have one organizational structure that delivers value to the customer according to our product value streams and one right. leadership structure within that, not, not all these separate roles and silos. So, so you know, great technologies have realized that they need to move into move towards that structure. But the reason I think they failed, because again, the principles of agile and DevOps are there. They're good. They're they're kind of done. The problem is they've only been adopted at the team level and at the technology level. Right. And until those principles get adopted by the business, I, I think we're gonna stay stuck. And so right. my realization was that the most important thing that we need to convince these organizations of is that you need a way of not just measuring costs and activities for soft, your software initiatives, but a common way of measuring value. So flow time or time to value, uh, to me is the number one metric for doing that, right? That's something that uh, Adrian Cockroft, one of the thinkers I respect most in the space, that's the, he's called it the one in his, in his white paper uh, around, around cloud for CEOs. He said, that's the one metric that matters. That's the one metric of your cloud transformation that's important. How much are you improving time to value? And as soon as you can align your organization around one goal, we're going to reduce our time to value for our customers, for our software initiatives, by, but you know, we're going to improve it by 20% over the next six months. All of a sudden, all those pieces fall in place. And we stop thinking about Agile as this team tool, and we start thinking about the principles of Agile DevOps as an operating model that enables that, and cloud as an infrastructure model that supports that. Right. So. Sounds great. 
Well, but I think uh, the bottom line is we've been saying this for two decades, and we've it's it's we failed, right? Mm -hmm. We still organizations are, are still getting stuck there, and I'm I'm telling you that empirically based on the data that we see. So the pace of change in these companies has to accelerate, or some of them are going to going to continue to running it into these really significant problems in terms of their pace of innovation and ability to adapt to an uncertain market. Sure. And as the world goes more digital, they'll just fall farther and farther behind, Yeah, which will be a big problem. Uh, okay. So uh, folks, once again, uh, Mick is going to be talking uh, about uh, these topics at the DevOps Enterprise Summit. What date and time is your uh, session? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, in your calendar. <laughs> are you going to embarrass me? But I'll, I'll say, I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm very fast with calendar, so it'll be on October 14th. Um, I, it won't be as doom and gloomy as it what just was, because in addition to the dysfunctions, uh, each one of those core dysfunctions and flow diagnostics, there's actually mm -hmm. treatment plan for. There's, there's the mistreatment plans that we've seen, which addresses some of your points, uh, David, right. but I'm also providing a treatment plan for, because I think, again, there's such low-hanging fruit for improving how, how this kind of work is done. So yeah, October 14th. October 14th, everyone. All right, Mick, thanks so much for your time. Always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. And uh, enjoy the conference. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, David. Great to be here. Thank you for this. Take care. Okay, folks, uh, that's it for this issue of What the DevOps. And uh, until next time, so long for now. <laughs>